Welcome back to In The Loop, a WordPress podcast by Blackbird Digital. My name is Megan Rose, and I'm a senior developer here at Blackbird. In today's episode, I'm joined by Michelle Frechette of GiveWP. We have a delightful conversation about all of the great projects she's a part of. And major kudos to her and the rest of the GiveWP team for surpassing 100,000 users. In case you missed it, they celebrated this awesome milestone by having us all visit their office. Well, kind of. It was an 8-bit version online, and it was really cool. Before we dive in, just a reminder that if you have any WordPress development questions, or if you want to recommend a guest for our show, please feel free to email us at podcast at blackbird.digital, or send us a DM on Twitter at intheloop underscore WP. I'm really excited to be introducing our guest, Michelle Frechette. Michelle is the head of customer success at GiveWP, a donation and fundraising plugin for WordPress. She is also involved in countless other WordPress projects and events, serving in a variety of PR and marketing roles. Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you for having me. It's so nice to be with you today, Megan. So I'm really excited to hear uh, how WordFest went, but for those who don't know what the event is, if you want to just give a little description. So uh, WordFest, our very first ever WordFest Live was uh, just last weekend, which was on the 22nd of January, and it was a global uh, WordPress celebration put on by the charity that I volunteer for, Big Orange Heart. So if people aren't aware of what Big Orange Heart is, Big Orange Heart is a mental health and well-being charity. Uh, Started out specifically for WordPress. It was called WP and Up. Last year, actually before the pandemic hit, we already had made the decision to make it more um, inclusive and pivot instead of being WordPress, being specifically remote workers, because we realized there are people who are tangential to WordPress, you know, originally that were tangential to WordPress, who still were part of the community, Uh, you know, PHP developers, people that didn't necessarily think of themselves specifically WordPress, and then also um, just people who are in the tech community who are working remotely, who also deal with what it means to work alone. Uh, After we made that decision and we were pivoting from WP and up to Big Orange Heart, our color was always orange, so it just made sense that we would be the Big Orange Heart. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, well, wasn't that a good decision? Because everybody's working remotely, uh, or at least so many people are working remotely that weren't before and had to figure out what does that even look like? Um, How do I work from home? How do I work with my family there? Do I have kids that are constantly underfoot and I'm trying to get work done, et cetera? And so uh, the need for the charity became even bigger. And as you know, with a charity, uh, yes, you're running with a lot of volunteers, but it is still an expensive endeavor to have the support systems in place that you need, the professionals that we need, especially dealing with mental health. Like if you need help, you're not going to get me. I understand mental health, but I'm not a counselor. Um, You know, not somebody that can help somebody work through um, serious issues. So we have to have professionals that are doing those kinds of things. And so that all is an expensive endeavor because we don't ask people who are professionals in in that um, realm to just give of their time. And so we need to raise money. And one of the things that we had talked about was how we do fundraising Um, the the year prior. So fall of 2019 on Giving Tuesday, they had done Do Summit Good. So hashtag Do Summit Good. If you look it up, you'll see everything about um, that event from 2019. 
And we thought about doing it again. It was already August when we started talking about these things, and it really felt like, how are we going to do it that quickly? Silly us, because we actually pulled off WordFest, which was so much bigger of a project in only 93 days. So it started out talking about um, December and doing a Giving Tuesday event with maybe, you know, five or six hours of programming to what we really need right now in the remote work community is an opportunity to come together. And we love WordCamps, but WordCamps aren't necessarily inclusive of everybody in remote work. And um, and we weren't a WordCamp, so we weren't, you know, a location. We are a global organization. And so we started talking about doing something similar to what a WordCamp. So if you've been to any of the virtual WordCamps in the last year, you have an idea of what that felt like. Uh, but to be able to do something that was inclusive of everybody, that would be a 24-hour event so that no matter where you lived in the world, you could be live with us when it made sense for you to be awake and be live with us. But uh, the event was several fold. Number one, it was to pull the community together, to provide resources, to give that opportunity for networking and that feeling of belonging and that feeling of community. Uh, also, it was a fundraising event. Uh, and we weren't asking any of our viewers to give People could donate $10 at the time of registration if they chose. It was not a requirement. It was really awesome that a lot of people did that. But it wasn't like a telethon where between every, you know, every session we're like, and don't forget to hit that donation button. Like we didn't do any of that. It really was about coming together. Majority of the fundraising happened through micro sponsorships, which were $250. And then our global sponsors and our continent sponsors. So we did have some great sponsorships throughout the event. We raised over $40,000 to continue moving the charity forward. And it was such a success that we're talking about the next one already. I saw that in the recap post. <laughs> I was really excited about that. And I really appreciate that you were able to like immediately rewatch too on the schedule yeah. page. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, it's, and it's up there for everybody. So if you go to wordfest.live slash schedule, you will actually be able to click through to every single um, session that we had and, and rewatch them. Yeah. Um, so from the like organizing and volunteer side, I think you, you had what, like 30 volunteers, something around that? More? Yeah, we had over 30 volunteers. We had eight core organizers, started off with four of us and we pulled people in uh, to be part of that core team as we grew. Uh, we had over 30 people um, just running things like emceeing and helping with social media. Um, we had, I think, eight or nine uh, media partners. So we had people out there writing about us, tweeting about us, having us on podcasts, things like that. And then we also had 48 speakers um, who donated their time, recorded their sessions, submitted all that, and then came for live Q&As also. So it really, I mean, when you say it's a global event, yes, it covered the globe, but it took global work and, and global volunteers and, and global efforts to really um, pull off what we pulled off. Yeah, it was... Um... It was interesting when I was looking at the schedule page, I like how you actually had highlighted what time zone everything was listed in and had the drop down and everything. It was like, I think it was kind of unlike the online stuff that I've attended because it really did feel global because it had like the, you know, the different global rooms, the tents. Yeah. Um, it was cool that you pulled in all of the like festival feel into the um, yeah. the names of things too. We tried and we, one of the things we really wanted to get in there was like some live music and things like that but it turned out that when you when you try to pull off an event in 93 days with Christmas and New Year and Thanksgiving like all in the middle of it that you have to give on some level so it was like well next time we'll get some of those other elements in there. 
Yeah, that's a really tight turnaround. I can't even imagine. I mean, I think that's what we had it for. Was. Yeah, I think that's what we had for um, WordCamp Kent last year. Um, but that was kind of just like, well, see how we can best translate what we had in person from last year to online. And, you know, it's just kind of like replacing things here and there. It wasn't like ground up planning. Well, and we weren't really either, if you think about it, because most of us had attended some of those events. I mean, I spoke, I was on a panel for you at WordCamp Kent last year, which was super awesome. Um, you know, I had been uh, at WordCamp at <laughs> online for WordCamp Denver and been able to do some of those kinds of things. So I had experiences as a speaker, you know, from that standpoint, um, I had not organized an online event, but I knew people like you and other people who had. So I was able to reach out and ask questions. Other people on the team also were able to do that. So we actually, you know, looked at WordCamp Europe and what worked really well for them. We looked at WordCamp Denver. We looked at WordCamp Cat. We pulled, like, we totally ripped you guys off. We took all the good stuff (laughs) and then built around it and added things for ourselves. One of the things that made it really um, special in a way is we, and this is not to disparage Automatic and WordPress, the organization at all, but we weren't bound by the terms that you are when you're pulling off a WordCamp that has, you know, is official WordCamp. So we could kind of go off on our own, develop our own platform, which is what, what Dan maybe did with our team. Um, you know, we did, we absolutely had codes of conduct and things like that. Everything was very similar to a WordCamp, but we could fundraise through it. We could do other things. And, uh, and all of it was for, you know, for mental health and well-being. So, um, so it really felt good to be part of the WordPress community doing that and acknowledge all of the work that's gone on for events and for the community in WordPress, but then also to be able to kind of branch off on our own and do some of some things a little bit differently. Yeah, and for reference, just for the listeners, in case they aren't aware of uh, WordCamps and how they've like moved to online, WordCamps are just informal uh, conferences that are WordPress specific. Uh, They can be specifically targeted to like a certain group of WordPress users, like bloggers or developers, but they are um, kind of led by a public benefit corporation, which then um, their mission is to like teach WordPress and um, kind of just spread the word about the community and how to get involved and contribute. So um, they, they transitioned to online, obviously because of the pandemic and um, some of the limitations uh, are in the um, sponsorships like that, that totally got turned on its head this last year because you can't really give the same things to sponsors that they would normally receive. Um, So yeah, the fact that you were able to raise so much money for the charity is pretty incredible, especially when money is so tight for so many people right now. Um, how did you get started with WP and Up originally? Were you, yes. were you one of the founding founding members? or? <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Um, I've only been working with the charity about a year now. And okay. so I kind of got in on the ground floor. Uh, the first time I, I was really involved in doing anything, I had come back from WordCamp US. Uh, when we had the last in-person one in St. Louis in 2019. And I had that feeling of letdown, like when you go through a major event and then afterwards, like brides plan their weddings. And then the week after they're like, and now what? You know, you're exhausted. You might be sick. Like we actually get sick. Like there's like, we call it the word camp crud, right? You come home, you're like, you're so run down. You've lived on the mountaintop for three, four days, whatever it is. 
And after your words, afterwards, you really have this like general malaise, like, what do I do now? I have this time and, and it was so fun and now it's over. And, and so I, I wrote a, I wrote an article for WP and up at the time about how to deal with those post camp, post board camp and post events um, feelings and what you can do to feel, to still feel connected and to acknowledge your feelings, et cetera. And I reached out to them. I said, I wrote this. Would you like it for the blog? And they're like, yes, we'd love that. And then I was like, I have some other ideas. They're like, yes, we want all your ideas. And then um, I got asked if I would be on their Do Summit Good last year. So um, some of us from um, uh, GiveWP were on there talking about fundraising, online fundraising. And then I was like, this is a really good charity. I wonder if they'd be open to me helping with other things. And (laughs) it turns out charities love when you volunteer. So... (laughs) They never say no, especially if you have skills that they need. And so because they use GiveWP for fundraising, and I have ideas of ways to use GiveWP for fundraising, um, I started volunteering with their fundraising committee, and then I started writing more. And then before you know it, I'm just like, I guess I'm a volunteer now because here I live. So yeah, it's it's just kind of one of those things that it felt really good to, I, I think you know, I know you know me personally. Um, I am all about the WordPress community. I have gained so much in my life personally, and I have grown so much as a person and gained my independence and, you know, and, and who I am today. Um, I owe a lot of that to the WordPress community. And when I can find ways to help build community, to pay forward the things that I've gained in my life, I absolutely love to do that. And so um, volunteering for Big Orange Heart just absolutely makes sense. And like I said before, I am somebody who um, lives with depression and anxiety. And so to be able to give back to an organization that specifically is around mental health and well-being, um, it just feels really, really good. So I'm curious how you can stay on top of so many things because you also were a contributor in the 5.6 release, which was a really great accomplishment. Um, so yeah. I don't know if you want to share about that experience and well, are you able so to I juggle have, it. Yeah. So I have a philosophy in life that if you can and you want to, you should. So for example, if I can help, um, you know, B- Big Orange Heart and I, I want to help Big Orange Heart, I have something to give, I have the capacity, then I should do that. Um, I also love to take opportunities that are once in a lifetime kind of opportunities if I have the ability to do that. And being part of the 5.6 release was that. I will honestly say I probably contributed the least of everybody that was there. I was on the marketing team. I didn't give as many hours as I had hoped to give, but I did help with some of the writing tweets. I helped with some of the marketing ideas, you know, being part of the whole process. I really did get out there and talk a lot about women in WordPress and why it was so important that we do that. Uh, And so I will say, I don't always juggle all of my projects well. Uh, And I think that's normal, right? So, and then I beat myself up about it sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed this or I missed that. It turns out that people understand. And that if you're working with a group and you stay open and honest about the process that you're working through. Sometimes that means stepping back from things. And I have given up things that I, I just didn't have the capacity to contribute toward. Um, but I also find that when you have a passion for something, that it makes it easier to continue to stay on top of those kinds of projects. Um, I will say that, uh, it, like I said, it, it, doesn't, it isn't always easy. I do use tools like I use Todoist and I have 
my lists and, and I live by lists because if it's on the list, if it has a deadline, if it's on my calendar, way more likely to get done than if it's just like, oh yeah, I have to do that thing, you know, in the back of my mind. So trying to stay organized. And then I told you this, <laughs> I told you this before we started recording, but I'm also a single woman living with three cats during a pandemic. So it seems like I have time on my hands. So I can, I can put something on on Netflix or um, I, I literally have watched The Office like five times over the last year just because I can leave it playing in the background, have that noise, um, and then just keep working on things that I enjoy. So, so the answer is uh, poorly. How do I stay on top of so many projects? I do it poorly, but somehow I manage to pull it off for the most part. I'm like the duck. Right? You <laughs> see the duck on top of the water. They're like just looking like they're just floating along and underneath they're paddling like crazy trying to keep up. So that's me swimming upstream all the time. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I do like that you, I hate and love that you shared that you think you did the least with the five, six release one, because it, the fact that you, you think you like did the least, obviously you're beating yourself up, which you just said you do, but I also love it because it goes to show that people can get involved in small ways and, you know, still be a contributor to a major release. So um, it just goes to show that people can kind of chunk off the amount that they can handle and contribute to a project. So I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) So speaking of your uh, uplifting of of other women, I know you're also doing some uplifting of underrepresented individuals in the tech community. So I've seen lots of tweets about it, too. So do you want to share about your recent project? I would love to. So Allie Nimmons and I have been chatting offline. She used to work at GiveWP. She was the very first person on my podcast, uh, WP Coffee Talk, last year. She's like, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, cool, there's a person in the world that wants to talk to me. And it was Allie. And now she is just such a dear friend. I love her dearly. And um, so we had been talking about how when there's these lists that go out, like last year, there was this huge list that went out. I won't even say which company it was that put it out. It was like the top 50 people you should follow in WordPress. And like of 50 people, there were like four women and maybe five people of color, totally, total. And it was like, how is that actually showing representation? If you are literally telling people, follow the white guys, you're not doing anybody good service because there's so many experiences, there are so many perspectives, and there's so much skill and talent in the whole community, not just the white dudes. And that's not to disparage the white dudes. They do good work, but so does everybody else. And so she and I have started talking about how can we make this better? She has worked with... um, with Jill Binder and and um, David Wolfpaw to do a lot of um, training of people in diversity in WordPress, and that is great. I absolutely love and applaud all those efforts. And but we decided we needed to do something more for the general community. So we had <laughs> we started a spreadsheet of people that we thought we could recommend. Like, oh, that person is a great speaker, and they're underrepresented. So let's put them on our list. Well, then we started really thinking like. What I want to find out, I just got stuck on somebody's list. I like, I didn't opt in. I didn't like, let's rethink this, perhaps. Let's invite those people to do something different with us. And so underrepresented in tech.com was born. And what it is, is it's, it's actually a fairly simple website with a lot of stuff under the hood, of course, making it work. It is the duck with the feet pedaling again. Um, but it's a website where you can go if you are an underrepresented person. So you are 
a person of color, um, part of the LGBTQ community, you are a woman, you are older than most people in technology would expect, you're uh, neurodiverse or you're um, you know, handicapped in some way, uh, you can be in our database. And so you just fill out the, the little application that we have on there. You check which boxes apply to you. You give us your, um, you can upload a headshot. You don't have to. You can upload a bio. You don't have to. But you say what things you're interested in doing and where your areas of expertise are. And then you have a profile on, on the database. So when somebody who is looking for, let's say, somebody in a podcast, um, which I know is, I know you've gone through the database looking as well. Um, you can go on there and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. And you can say, I'm looking for somebody who is in WordPress or somebody who's a graphic artist or any number of those different areas of specialty who wants to be on a podcast. And then you hit, you know, search and a whole bunch of people are going to show up. Now, you might see people on there and you don't know by looking at their faces, why are they in an underrepresented um, you know, because we don't tell you, we don't tell you that this person identified as LGBTQ. We don't tell you that this person is, is neurodiverse. We don't tell you that this person is, you know, I mean, I don't think I look 52, but if I was a guy, I'd, you know, I'm still kind of old for a tech person. Um, so you might say, well, why is, why is that person in there? Well, they might be older than you think. Um, and so you just have to take our word for it that anybody that shows up on that list does meet the criteria of being an underrepresented person in technology. We don't, gatekeep how you can how you contact them they have given you ways that you can be in touch with them whether it's twitter or their website or an email address none of that comes through us we're not gatekeeping it at all we don't charge anybody to be in the database we don't charge anybody to search the database because underrepresented people are already taxed enough they already are overlooked too much Um, so the thought of charging anybody to be in the database is absurd other people say, well, why don't you charge to look at it? Because that's still taxing the person who's underrepresented. That means that people who aren't willing to pay aren't going to use the resource. And so Allie and I just decided we would create this thing and out of our own pockets and out of our own time, underrepresented in tech.com was born. We launched it. We came under attack from a few people. And um, what was super amazing is the WordPress community kind of rallied up around us, put those people in their place and said, by the way, how come we can't contribute to this? Put up a tip jar on your website. And so that day we did. And, you know, people have contributed to us and and kind of compensated us for the time and energy and the money that we put into it. Uh, Just a little bit, just here and there, nothing like you would actually get paid to build a site like that, you know, so it's not like we're raking in the dough, but it is nice that people um, want to support and want to contribute. And I'm hearing, uh, we don't ask anybody for any information, you know, like, are you getting jobs or are you hiring people? Are you finding people? Um, We're just hearing anecdotally that people are like, wow, I searched the database and I got somebody to be on my podcast or um, I searched the database and I invited somebody to be, you know, part of an, um, an event or apply for a job. And so um, just knowing that people are being found that might not be found otherwise, like seriously, that is, that is just the best. That makes my heart happy. I actually tweeted about it yesterday and it, the, the less, uh, less than 24 hours ago, I might've even been this morning actually. And it's already got 4,000 impressions on that one tweet because that's how important Gosh. it is to people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I, happy. I liked that the, the filters were like, additive because I was able to like select WordPress and developer and their WordPress developers are popping up. Like that just made so much sense to me. I also liked that they it's platform agnostic. Like if they want to be a LinkedIn person, they can. And if they want to just put their Twitter handle, they can. I I like that because I 
I do a lot of LinkedIn searching just to like know people in the area that are in the same field and stuff like that. And it just feels creepy, like searching people on LinkedIn and, and we all get those like recruiter messages on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I don't ever want to be that person. <laughs> so yeah. And I'm not willing to pay for LinkedIn. Like I don't use it enough to actually pay yeah. for it. So I get those emails that 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 like 76 people viewed your profile. To, you know, pony up to see how who they were. And I'm like, other people are getting that about me looking at their profiles too. So I'm actually super careful like how I search profiles because I don't want to be like somebody paid for it. like Michelle Rochette looked at your profile. It's like it's not a dating game. <laughs> so so yeah. So this is something that's a little more. Um, open, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. A little more user control too. Yeah, um, for sure. So how has COVID and the quarantine and working at home impacted your, both your community involvement and your work? Um, actually, it's given me more time to focus on both actually, because I'm not traveling to WordCamps and I'm not, you know, going to visit my daughter and I'm not out with my camera as much, although I still do go out with my camera because I'm sitting alone in my car. So I'm socially distanced when I'm taking bird pics and things like that. Um, but it really has given me the opportunity to think outside of the box for both of those things. And so I've been able to contribute, um, at work more to like our blog and things like that. So coming up with more fundraising ideas online and ways to think outside the in-person event box um, so that nonprofit organizations can continue to, you know, be productive and not have to shut their doors because they don't have the funding to survive. So I've been able to do a lot that way work-wise. we hit our, uh, we hit over 100,000 active installs at GiveWP recently, and we have a party coming up a week from Friday, uh, so that's uh, February 5th. I don't know when this podcast goes live, but it might be in the past by that point, who knows, but um, we, <laughs> right now, the sea shanty is super popular everywhere, I think, because of TikTok, and so I actually rewrote the words to Wellerman, and Matt Cromwell, Ben Meredith, and I are doing a, a duet, on, a triple duet on TikTok, Um <laughs> you're just gonna have to see it Megan I will share it with you we'll share it with the world after it's done Matt recorded his part I haven't recorded my duet yet but um you can just be super silly and creative and I love that people embrace it they laugh along with you they're not laughing at us I hope and um it's it could be something super fun to see it's funny because Matt has one follower me on TikTok he made the account so that we could do this I went on today and his his original video has already been viewed over 25 times. I'm like, who found him? How did the, there's no hashtags? How did this get anywhere? But um, it's just super fun for sure. Uh, but it also helped me think, helped me um, create things and be creative around things like uh, cr- working with Ali on underrepresented in tech, uh, being part of Big Orange Heart, and being able to devote some time to WordFest. And also, uh, I created uh, WPCareerPages.com on a vacation day last year, because where was I going? And WP Career Pages is just a curation of um, career pages, job posting, job posting pages on WordPress companies. So if you're looking for a job, I'm not posting jobs because I don't have time to curate the specific posts. But if you want to be able to look down and see and not have to think of, well, who's another company I can look at for a job, you can like scroll down and go, oh, there's Kinsta. I hadn't thought of Kinsta. I can click the Kinsta job board and see what that is. I can scroll down and be like, oh, there's the automatic one. I didn't think about working for automatic. Uh, and so, and on every Wednesday, which you've probably seen my Wednesday tweets, I tweet out a thread 
helping people find work in WordPress. And I, you know, I don't get paid for that either. It's, it's just something fun to be able to help connect people. And I think it, you know, I used to think my, my superpower was marketing. I really think my superpower is community and building community because I just absolutely adore our community so much. So yeah, I guess quarantine made me be able be even more community minded, isolate me from the world and I will show you how we can work together. It's very crazy, but that's how it worked. That's awesome. Yeah, there's some people that I'm seeing like so much more of now, actually, which is really cool. It is. And being able to like volunteer for events that you wouldn't be able to travel to because of finances has been really cool, too. So yeah, I, I got picked to speak at WordCamp India. I would never be able to afford to travel to India. I'm mobility impaired. So going to India would be a difficult proposition for me. And now I can be part of that, that community and that event through that. So yeah, it's, it's mind boggling, but the global pandemic, I think has actually drawn us closer together in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about WordCamp India too, because their format is so different. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's over the course of a couple different weekends and how they do it. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm liking that we're starting to see the like iterations on the online WordCamp and we're not just all like going with the same providers and the same like cookie cutter uh, schedule and everything. People are starting to really mix and match with mm-hmm. what they've seen elsewhere. So absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So uh, what are you most excited about with the future of WordPress? So I I. I'm not one of those people that gets excited about, I don't pay attention to like, what are they developing next? Like, Ooh, what's going to happen in Gutenberg? It's like, Oh, that's new. I'll play with that. I'll figure it out. Um, because I really do think about the community more than anything else. And the opportunities that we have to come together around WordPress. And so things like uh, learn.wordpress.org, where we have this whole library of ways that people can learn WordPress right through wordpress.org. I think that's phenomenal. I think we're only going to see that grow and become better. I'm excited about the online events that are happening. I'm excited about the meetups that I've been able to join that aren't anywhere near me, you know, and that I run a meetup here in Rochester, New York once a month. And I tweet about it the day of and people from all over the world are like, hey, I'm just going to drop in here and I'm going to learn about whatever is being talked about that night too. And so people outside of our physical space and our physical region are now part of our local community because of the fact that we are doing things online more and being able to reach more people. So I think my excitement is to see how that works. I think once, you know, I keep, I keep hearing people say after COVID, um, you know, so after when things are safe and we're able to travel, we're able to be together again. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing people hugging the huggers, you know, waving to the non-huggers, <laughs> sharing a cup of coffee, grabbing a, a glass of wine, whatever it is with people in person, but also continuing to see the hybrids and see the online events that continue because I now have friends in global places that I would never be able to. Uh, otherwise. And so I really hope that we continue to have both uh, after COVID so that we can continue to be the encompassing community that we are. That's not to say that we're perfect. You know, there are personal, interpersonal reactions and connections and, you know, sibling fights and things like that. If you think of us as a family, there's those, those things that happen uh, and not everybody's going to see eye to eye. And we see that all the time on Twitter. We see arguments about this, that, and the other, but overall, I think that it is a very welcoming community. And that if you know the people who are open to everybody, 
um, those are the people you want to align yourself with and work with and enjoy the community that, with along with them. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, WordPress, like within the greater tech sphere, we can all agree that WordPress is more inviting and community oriented yeah. than the greater tech community. I don't think, Absolutely. I don't think anyone could argue that that's not the case. Right. You know, but when we did, when we did decide that we were going to have an all women release squad, there was a lot of opposition, you know, in one night in the advanced WordPress um, Facebook group, there were over 300 comments to Yost like praise about the event and, and men and other and conservative women also attacking the, the fact that we were doing it and feeling as a woman having to defend myself. It's not unusual, right? So we're used to it. So especially women in technology, we are used to having to defend our place and fight for our seat at the table. Um, so, so there are squabbles, there are disagreements, but overall we move forward together. And I think that's what's important. Right. Yeah. I'm Being a woman online is not always fun, but it's <laughs> you, kind of, you've been dealing with it your whole life anyways. What's, what's the difference yeah. if it's just online also? <laughs> exactly. One of the things I realized this year is that the more good you do in the world, the bigger the target you become. So the thicker the skin you have to develop, you have to, you, the, the, the balance is to continue to have compassion and empathy for others while being able to shield yourself from the slings and arrows, as they say, and the disagreements and the people who want to throw shade at you uh, and let that part wash off your back because you know, deep in your heart, you're doing the right things. And so to continue to move forward that way, I think is um, it's, it's a challenge, but if you get on the right momentum, it's kind of easy to easy to do. Like, you know, I mean, I think of Mulan. I was I watched that movie recently and she's on that horse. She's she's taken off her helmet, but she's got her shield and she's ducking those arrows and she's flying, doing the right thing. And I'm not Mulan. I'm not on a horse, but I can still have that same kind of mindset. Like I can continue to move forward and duck the arrows and continue towards the goal. And that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I think that's why I appreciate so much what you and Allie and other people that are really boosting uh, underrepresented folks. Like that's why I appreciate so much more what you do because you're doing it for, for free. You might be getting donations, but like you're not getting compensated for the emotional labor that's involved in it because you have to field all of those responses. And it's not like you have a team of moderators just going through and cleaning that stuff up. So you don't have to see it. Like it's got to impact you at some point, but I really appreciate that the two of you can kind of push beyond that and do good work. It's what we need. So. Thank you. Yeah. This last year has been eye-opening in a lot of ways, especially here in the U S with black lives matter movements and watching all of that unfold under the previous president. It, it wasn't necessarily, it's going to sound really strange to say that it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because it exposed to you, the people who feel that way. And while that's hurtful and the things that are said and the things that are done are never okay at least you know where you stand with certain people now and you know who you need to distance yourself from. Um, and, you know, my daughter is a biracial woman. She's a black woman. She's a proud black woman. And she fights for justice all the time. And I, I hope to be even a tenth of who she is in this world. And th- that's the kind of thing you need to remember. And that's the kind of thing you need to push forward on is it isn't always just about you. I'm a white woman. I have way more privilege in this world than Allie does. And I recognize that. But I also know that I, as a, as a handicapped woman, 52 years old, um, working in technology, I do experience um, 
discrimination, maybe not as much as other people, but I still can own that. And I can use what I do have the privilege to help other people. And if all of us who feel that way could just do one more thing every day to help somebody else, can you imagine how much better this whole community would be? I yeah. get on my soapbox a lot. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. The, the <laughs> privilege is that we have the ability to educate ourselves rather than having the lived experience of yes, absolutely. racism in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And if I can put my foot in the door to open it for somebody else, by golly, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I just said, by golly, that made me sound really old. <laughs> we'll just scrub every reference to your age and we'll scrub that out too. <laughs> I own it you know I own it but it's funny it's like did I just say by golly holy cow (laughs) and then I said holy cow so anyway (laughs) see the real the truth is if you know me in person you've heard every bad word ever fly out of my mouth because I love swearing but I will never do that on somebody else's podcast (laughs) so you resort to things but like by golly and holy cow (laughs) that's just who I am (laughs) So do you have anything else you want to plug or any um, like closing thoughts you want to share about either the year or um, your WordPress experience? You know, I would, I don't have any particular thing. I mean, we've talked about all my, pro- my passion projects. Definitely. If you're, if you are somebody who's in a remote uh, working situation, if you're struggling, please go to bigorangeheart.org. There are people who will help you with your thoughts. Uh, we lost somebody last week in the WordPress community and it hit us hard. Um, and, and working with working for a mental health charity, volunteering for a mental health charity and knowing we weren't able to reach that person was very difficult. Um, and I do realize that people have free will, they can make their own choices, but it still hurts. So if you are in that situation, please seek help because I promise you are worth it. Um, to find the help that you need, whether it's through Big Orange Heart or, or, or calling your doctor, whatever it is, we want you here. We want you to succeed. And we really, as a community, value you and you need to, to hear that. Um, so that's super important to me. And then also find a way to get involved. So if you're somebody who's sitting at home going, I don't really know what to do. I want to do something, uh, you know, join the WordPress Slack. There's so many ways that you can contribute whether it's helping to review plugins, whether it's helping to caption uh, WordPress TV videos, whether it's um, being on the marketing team or the community team, find some way, even if it's small, or even if it's your local meetup, there are so many ways that every single person can be involved. And whether it's a little bit or a lot, every bit helps move us forward as a community. So I guess that would be the thing I'd say is find a way to get involved, um, to connect with other people and to find the humanity in all of us. Awesome. Those are some beautiful words. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for being on. Really love having a chat with you. I just need to schedule you on more often just so we can hang out (laughs) a little more. (laughs) I love hanging out with you. You're one of my favorite people in WordPress. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's it it was absolutely I am just honored to be invited to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of In The Loop. Check out the description for links to Michelle's work. If there's someone you'd like us to have on the show, email us at podcast at blackbird.digital. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at intheloop_wp. underscore WP. We'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks. See you then.